Welcome to the Twinkle Talks EYFS podcast. Working in the early years is busy, funny, messy and exhausting. Join me, Shana, some of the Twinkle EYFS team, special guest speakers and other early years practitioners as we talk honestly about our experiences. Whether you're listening for CPD, on your commute or to help you relax, Twinkle EYFS will share everything you need to know about all things early years. Hello and welcome to another episode of Twinkle Talks EYFS. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. I'm Fliss. And I'm Hannah. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about surviving the outdoors as an early years practitioner in the winter, which sounds super dramatic. But when it feels like, I don't know what the temperature in England actually gets to, but it feels like it's like minus 15 some days. So it really does feel like you're having to survive in the outdoors. Yeah, not going to lie. Outdoor play was not my favourite thing in winter. But yeah, I used to come to work in like extra jumpers, extra (laughs) extra coats, just to be prepared to go outside with the children. But yeah, it wasn't my favourite thing because I just don't have great circulation. So I did suffer, I must say. I just felt like I was never truly prepared and even now I still don't feel like I'm ever really prepared for the cold weather like do I ever leave the house suitably dressed I might have my waterproof but that means I've probably then forgotten something that's actually going to keep me warm it was really hard (laughs) somehow it was really hard to remember everything (laughs) it's funny as well because we and we're the ones as practitioners like telling parents make sure you pack this make sure you pack this for outdoor play (laughs) and then we're the ones that are not being prepared but I I used to always feel not prepared at my nursery because uh, we had one practitioner in the room and she had like the whole like overalls like when it was raining like she would put like waterproof trousers on like different boots everything she when we were putting the children into their all-in-ones she was getting dressed into her all-in-one so like she always made me feel like I wasn't as prepared yeah I don't know I, I wasn't a big fan I'd hate the rain it's more the rain than the cold for me mm-hmm. I used to always just try and like hide under the tree and like play with the children under the tree <laughs> so I couldn't get wet but it was fun when it snowed, when we had a few snow days, and then the children then got absolutely drenched because they were like picking up the snow and it just went straight through their glove. It's like that was like fun for five minutes. As a manager, I always had to be like, come on, rain or shine, we go outside, it's just water. And then when I'd be in the room, I'd be like, I hate myself so much. Like, why would I say that? No, no outdoor play on cold days. <laughs> I'd always feel bad as the manager because I could see the outdoor play area and I'd gone through like Katie and said right everyone out we go you know no it's cold and I'd be sat in my warm office like <laughs> with your cup of tea like loser <laughs> <laughs> and I was used to feel prepared to go outside like I had all the right kit but by the time you'd helped get all the children dressed it was time to like get out the door quick and then I'd be like oh I've not got my coat or my layers on or you know it's just loads of faff getting everyone yeah. sorted I think it depends as well how your nursery works so I've worked a few times but they always had two distinct styles which was that you either had a dedicated time to be outdoors or that you would just go like as suited your group. And if you can go as and when, you're not on a time limit. So it doesn't matter if it takes 15 minutes to put on the shoes and the overalls and the scarves and the gloves and the hats. But when we had that dedicated time slot, it would really eat into the activity before because you were having to make sure you had 15, 20 minutes to get everybody in the gear. So I don't. what was your guys' experience of getting everybody 
ready I assume it was stressful nightmare yeah I worked in toddlers so preschool you'd think it would be a bit more independent but yeah toddlers was just chaos because we'd sit like we'd sit in the book corner ready and like we'd all help them even though you were trying to teach them like up and over at the same time but then they all had like all in ones and then some of them didn't have stuff so we were like rooting around in like the spare stuff some of them brought wellies and then the other one didn't bring wellies so they were crying saying where are my wellies and we were like you've not got wellies and then it was, it was a bit chaotic but we used to go out at a set time in the morning and a set time in the afternoon but we had like our own little like separate playground to the preschoolers so it's not like we were on like kind of like a time limit but we knew that we were going out at for half 10 so like we'd start getting them ready at like quarter past same as in like kind of in the summer with like sun cream yeah you have to like start like half an hour earlier than you're prepared to go out for I mean yeah it just depended on the day with the toddlers because if they were grumpy and you know like sitting them down for that amount of time it's just too long for them. Ironically, in my experience, I've always found the baby room the easiest to get outside because you're having to do everything for them and there's just the small steps of independence you're encouraging. So it's a quicker and a smoother process. But toddlers are learning. Mm-hmm. Preschool already think that they know everything. So <laughs> the more independent they are, the more traumatic it is trying to get them all out. And I used to find that you'd get, especially with the babies or even the toddlers, you'd get them sorted, the first one sorted, and then they'd be sat there like overheating yeah we're thinking that they're going to be too hot the ones who are still sat and waiting and one of you mentioned it somewhat was it Eva? sorry that the practitioner had like had all the gear with the overalls Mm. the other thing about that is i'd always find that there'd be a period of time where all the children were ready so then we had to quickly get ourselves ready and someone would have to like nip off to get their coat change their wellies or whatever we were doing Mm. so then there'd be a few minutes of just absolute chaos while everyone's like scrambling at the door like faces sliding down the window to get into the garden because they were ready but they then had to wait for us so that was really stressful as well especially in our uh, toddler room on like its busiest days we had like 24 children so it just started being like a like go out in fours like take four out and instead of like getting ready in the room we'd take them out into the corridor where their bags and coats were get four ready you'd take four out like just to make it a lot more manageable that's a good shout yeah I mean I never really like had like different shoes either so like my feet would just get so cold that's what I mean yeah I was never prepared never prepared I would just wear the same footwear I did go through a phase where I left some wellies at nursery and then but then I found that constantly everyone was like yeah I didn't bring mine can I borrow yours Katie and then whenever I actually needed to get my wellies because I was going outside somebody else was already wearing them and you can't be like take those off put your dolly shoes back on please (laughs) see I used to walk to work a lot in the snow and the bad weather because there was nowhere to park because it was like hospital parking so I it was no there was no point me taking my car because I wouldn't get a space so then I'd be late for work so because I used to walk to work, I always had walking boots on or welly boots on, three pairs of socks, gloves, hat, scarf, body warmer, you name it. That like, was like one of them people waddling down the road with like 20 layers. Like a little Michelin <laughs> yeah, man. I was gonna say that. Yeah, because I was, I'm such a cold person. So then when I get there, everyone's like, right, we're going to go outside. And I'm like, I'm prepared. Let's go. <laughs> Just give me 10 minutes to put my 52 yeah. layers on yeah. and I will be with you. It might you. take me 20 minutes to walk outside because I have to waddle. But but then I'd overheat outside and I'd get really hot and then i start stripping the layers off then because like, the children would be like, chase mm-hmm. me. I'd be like, oh, God, I can't, I can't move. Here we go. <laughs> Did you guys ever get any additional uniform for winter weather or is it literally just your normal, like, t-shirt jumper yeah, and this is what annoyed me because um it didn't annoy me but like I had to go out my way and buy like 
a rain jacket mm-hmm. and stuff like that just to know that because I, I had like a big jacket but it just was it, a rainproof jacket but it was not suitable enough for like being outside for such long periods of time so then I had to go buy like that and I was like oh, I've just spent like 50 quid on like a decent rain jacket which I will never really wear outside of work but I know a lot of like places give like uniform budgets for like trousers and stuff like that and shoes but it doesn't seem to be that coats and stuff like that come into it like for me I don't wear that stuff outside of work so it is a work uniform purchase in some ways yeah I think that's a lot of the reason I wasn't prepared for it as well because I would just be like it's not for me in my personal time I don't want to spend a load of money on it but it would be really useful so it's interesting to hear that you know of some settings that give like a little budget for that because that would have made such a difference we got budget for um like trousers and stuff like that did you yeah every I want to say like every six months we got like a 30 quid added onto our payslip that's really good actually no, I was just saying we got provided with waterproof big coats, like fleece inside material, and they had the logo on the back, so that when we were outside, they were like, promote the nursery, like, when people are walking past, like, turn your back. Um, but yeah, we used to have, like, these big waterproof coats, but that was it. We didn't get mm. pants or shoes. Well, pants would be weird, Charlotte. It's because she calls trousers pants, doesn't she? I do forget it, but it's so... pants. <laughs> <laughs> Should get we didn't get trousers. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hannah? Did you ever get anything like that from work? One of the settings that I worked at had more of a an outside forest school focus. So the staff who regularly worked out there did have proper outdoor kit because they were expected to be outside most of the time. So they did get like a proper outdoor kit. But yeah, I it's really tricky because yeah, if you don't have a big fancy waterproof coat or you don't really have a need for one in your personal life, it's yeah, like you said it's not something you really want to spend your money on but then it does make being outside really unpleasant because you're going to be cold and wet yeah you just get moody I just then started running around after the children and then it'd be my fault that they all fell over and slipped in the rain because I'd just start a game of running around but to keep myself warm did you guys have anything like rules or limits to how long you would spend outside in the winter like in the summer it was as long as the uv isn't high go nuts but i did you ever have any rules for winter when it's cold? We just kind of, I don't think any official rules, but I think we, like, obviously if it was like snowing like so bad, like we didn't go out. And then like if we did take them out and it was like really cold and if they stopped, if like a couple of them started saying like, oh, it's too cold, we want to go in. We'd then like see how many wanted to go in and if maybe one practitioner would stay out with the others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just more like listen to the children. But then at times some of them, you know, just want to stay out in the rain all day. And they don't care. So yeah. one practitioner would like draw the short straw there and have to stay with them outside. But I don't say it. There's a practitioner in the like little Wendy house outside crying, freezing cold, mm. toes lost to frostbite. <laughs> Literally. We didn't have any official time limits, but I think especially when you've got the younger babies and they're not necessarily mobile, it is very short and sweet, isn't it? It's more like this is a requirement we'll get you outside because we can't keep you hugely mobile but like you said I, th- I always used to find that for preschool sometimes you'd have to drag them in because I would be there like you are like your hands are bright red like you need to come inside now please you are freezing cold and they just wouldn't they wouldn't want to I was gonna say that it was always looking out like there'd be a child shivering but still thinking they're having a good time so I'd be like I think we need to go in now something I learned maybe embarrassingly recently I don't know if everyone else needed it seems so obvious now I was saying it, but like a waterproof coat isn't te- that isn't a winter coat. It's just a coat to protect you from the water. Whereas like I would have assumed it was like windproof and that it kept you warmer. So I would usually be like outside in 
like my work jumper with just a waterproof coat on being like why am I cold not realizing that it would be my jumper a coat and then the waterproof coat on top as like an extra layer so that feels like a bit of a dim moment for me but in case that saves anyone else this winter so we always had to come up with ideas of activities to do outside in the winter which I always found just a little bit harder to do because you're already quite uninspired and shivering and freezing so what were your guys' go-to activities to do with the children in the winter outdoors? Mine was always um, water play but making sure that the water tray or whatever you were going to fill the water with was warm so like bath kind of temperature water and it just meant that all the children had slightly warmer hands that they weren't like diving their hands into freezing cold water because it's just really not nice no that's such a good shout actually when it used to snow i used to like taking um like food coloring outside and paints and then obviously letting the children drop it into the snow or paint the snow um mix the colors because then when it kind of melts all the colors used to like mix together did that look nice or did you just end up with piles of brown snow yeah (laughs) brown slush really but (laughs) You know, they thought they've made an absolute masterpiece. So you should stand and clap them from the side, yeah. like, Ooh, well done. Great job, everybody. Well done. Um, it just looks a mess now. But um, anyway, and then we used to freeze paints for when obviously it rained and then let them paint in the puddles and things like that. That's cute. What about you, Fliss? Um, I just used to run after them so that I stayed warm and they stayed warm. But then also, like, um, collecting like nature like going on like a scavenger hunt like twigs and stuff and if there is any leaves still around if it's like earlier on and then um, I saw some cool things about like leaving it out in a big tough tray with some water and like it freeze overnight so then when you get there the next day it's like a little like investigation for them to like see what they collected and how it's frozen over That's nice. a little like learning opportunity but yeah things like that I also think it's a really nice idea to have little outdoor spaces with like sides and roof on like a Wendy house or an outdoor classroom or a shed just so on those days where perhaps it's like a little bit too windy to be doing the stuff that you guys have talked about, there's still a bit of protection, but you're still getting outdoors and playing. On Twinkle, we have a lot of early year CPD dedicated to what you can do during the winter. And it goes through things like essential outdoor resources and what children should wear when working outdoors. And you might have also seen earlier on in the year, we had the nature buddies for the summer season, but we've also released some for winter. So there's some little outdoor learning plans for winter where you can explore light and dark, winter birds and celebrating winter. It's got loads of fun play ideas for outside. So you can check them out as well. Perfect. Thank you. So thanks as always for tuning in to another episode of Twinkle Talks EYFF. You can find us on a variety of social media channels such as Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. If it exists, we're probably on it. But in the meantime, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 So that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to join in or would like to know more, then come and find us on our social media sites. We have a Facebook page, Facebook groups, an Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. All the links of where to find us will be in our podcast description. Come and join the conversation. And whatever you're doing today, I hope you have a great day.